Welcome back. This is Survived. With Sophie. And Lexi. We started telling our survive story in college, and we are moving on to bring you guys more. Through many different topics. And today is our 40th episode. We made it. I think it's crazy to think that we've been doing this for 40 weeks now, right? Yeah, 40 weeks. Because... Yeah, I, I, do even, wanna... I don't even know if I've stuck to a hobby that long, honestly. <laughs> I This is dedication right here. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to say, I think me and Lexi both want to say, thank you, a big thank you to each and every one of you. If you've been listening from day one or just joined right now, we wouldn't be doing this without you listeners. So thank you for listening. That's all. Just thank you guys so much. (laughs) Yes, thank you guys for sticking along with us this far. And it's been a learning. Yeah, learning experience. Yeah. And I know we kind of started off a little rough, but I feel like we get a little better each time. Yeah, we have our ups and downs. Like I will say. I apologize if half of you listeners heard some technical difficulties of weird editing um, in the last episode. Yeah, I don't don't know what that was about because on our end, it doesn't show up on our end. So we're both very equally confused because I listened to it and it sounds like it wasn't even edited, which it was. (laughs) So I'm confused, too, because that's never happened before. Yeah. But, you know, if anything like that happens in the future, don't be afraid to just let us know. Because we would rather have you guys let us know if something seems off than having it just go out there for other listeners to be like, what are these guys doing? (laughs) So thank you for just, like, letting us know if something seems a little bit wrong. Um, because sometimes on our end, we can't even tell if something's wrong because, you know, technology is weird and it's glitchy and, you know, sometimes the ghosts like to mess with us too. (laughs) Right. And it's, it's kind of, it's just funny because I edited the video and it, when I pull up the edited portion that I submitted, it shows me the areas where I cut out the audio in purple And then it cuts it out and puts it into a new segment. Well, for some reason, it's showing up on our end as that new segment, but it produced the cutout section of the purple where it's supposed to just kind of be there. But like I cut it out, hit process, it cuts out those purple sections and then blends it all together for me. So I don't really know why it... I don't know. I'm confused, but... Yeah, but basically, we're just trying to say thanks for sticking with us in (laughs) all of the weirdness, because we are still trying to figure it out, (laughs) even on episode number 40, but thank you so much for listening. I just remember when, like, you could barely hear me, 
Yeah. In the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning. And I guess, like, we all have those hiccups. And, like, this is just another hiccup. Yes. But for a special treat, kind of like how we did with our 30th episode, we are going to be doing something a little bit different that's not case-related nor ghost-related today. So today we are going to be talking about some mysteries, more like some legends, but I feel like they're kind of the same thing. Some mystery legends for you guys. And I also want a quick shout out my Aunt Krista because she is the one who brought up this topic to me as well to do. So we are going to be talking about all the legends and mysteries we will be talking about today are located within the USA. I kind of feel like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> incorporated. <laughs> That's what this episode is themed. I love that. It's mm-hmm. a good idea. But stay tuned because at the end, we will be announcing our winner for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of this podcast. Yes. So don't leave yet. Yes. Well, we have to keep you guys here, obviously, to listen. (laughs) And we will also DM the winner as well after this. We're doing a live spin. And we're recording this a little bit early, but... The winner will know right after we're done recording. Yeah. All right. So, Lexi, would you like to take it away here? We can definitely start. Okay. So, our first mystery of the episode is Yellowstone's treasure. So... A millionaire art dealer, Forrest Fenn, hid a chest of treasure located in the Rocky Mountains. The treasure chest supposedly was holding golden nuggets and gems worth between one and five million dollars. Mm-hmm. And the only clue the only clue of the whereabouts was a small map and poem. The chest is ten by ten inches and weighs about forty pounds. The hidden location is somewhere between Santa Fe and the Canadian border at an elevated level above 5,000 feet. It's a hike. So it's basically like this guy who is a millionaire just decided to make a treasure hunt, like a real live treasure hunt for people within the Rocky Mountains Yellowstone area, which I think is pretty cool. (laughs) wow yeah that is really cool that's a great that's a great idea um so it's not in a mine a graveyard or near a structure once there were reports of the treasure skeeters started taking dangerous i said skeeters like mosquitoes instead of (laughs) Seekers, like people trying to seek the treasure. Yes, seekers. Oh, seekers. Sorry, guys, not mosquitoes. No mosquitoes here. Um, taking dangerous risks to find this treasure. 
Forrest Fenn stated that treasure is not a dangerous, it's not in a dangerous spot. He didn't want people to die searching for the treasure just to really have fun. So when Forrest Fenn was around 80 years old, he hid the treasure. And so far there has been about 250,000 people that have searched for this treasure that's filled with gems and gold. But on June 6th, of 2020 the treasure was found and the individual was confirmed with a a forest fen with a photo however the individual does not want to be named Mm -hmm. so forest fen said he hid this treasure um in a secret location when he was 80 years old because there was so many people like having big injuries attempting to like they would make their entire life or have like a dangerous hike um to search for this treasure because you know heck they would be a millionaire too if they found this treasure i would like to if i liked hiking sorry but i don't i don't like hiking very much (laughs) um but yeah and so he was like guys it's not that difficult it's not as hard as you think it's it is um, I hit it when I was 80, and I believe that was around 2010, I want to say, because somebody found it 10 years later in 2020, which is crazy how it was found kind of recently. I know, that was only three years ago. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder where they found it. But to get back to the story, Fen sadly passed away at the age of 90 in September of 2020, 2020, 20, <laughs> just 2020, 2020. <laughs> this 2020 <laughs> had, he had pledged to never reveal where he hid the prize telling Burnett in 2016, if I die tomorrow, the knowledge of that location in that um, goes with me in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was going to take that to death. It was part. Yeah, and I don't even know if he actually came out and said where the exact location was after somebody found the treasure, but I know after somebody did find it, they sent a picture of it to him, and Forrest Fenn confirmed, yep, that is the treasure I hid, you're the winner, and obviously that person doesn't want to be named because they would be like, all these people will come after me who's, you know, made this their life search, but... Well, that can be scary, too, because some people get violent. Yeah. One thing that is kind of like a bittersweet thing with this story, I just think he might have, I think he was only, like, waiting for somebody to find that treasure because that is a very, that's kind of quick, you know. Somebody finds it on June 6th of 2020, and he passes at the age of 90 in September of 2020. So no, just he's a couple definitely months waiting. Later. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, like his quote said, "If I die tomorrow, I will never speak about he was the taken location." With, he was taking that with him to the end. Mm-hmm. He said, Mm-mm. "He said no, ma'am." <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Like, this is—if you had that much money, like you can just do this. Oh yeah, I just hit some treasure in the in the mountains. Yeah, Whoever I wish I kind of just wins. had that kind of money just laying around between one that's worth one and five million dollars. Yeah, that is that's crazy. like 
dirty laundry money for him probably yeah i just thought that was a crazy story i know that's nothing like creepy um but we're gonna start it a little bit light today i just thought that was a i've never heard of the treasure before i don't know if our any of our listeners have but i've never heard of that story before so i thought that was pretty cool i feel like that is a scooby-doo episode honestly i love scooby-doo I could see a book. There probably is like a book or a movie or something about that. Of somebody searching for the treasure or something. True. I think so. Maybe. Okay. So we're kind of keeping it on the theme of like national parks ish but not actually in national parks i don't know really just more like on the west side of the usa where i really haven't been too much lexi have you been to the west i went to arizona one time Ooh, that's really cool yeah it was, it was really warm it was 101 degrees like all week did you go to the grand canyon no, it would have been like a four-hour drive for us, and we just didn't have time to go. I'd like to go to the Grand Canyon. That seems nice. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that – another thing we're going to talk about is Yosemite. So, also, if any of you listeners has been to Yellowstone or Yosemite, let us know. We would like to hear any kind of, you know, weird stories that you have. But today, I have heard Yosemite is very beautiful, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Today, I will be talking about an ancient legend from Yosemite called Yosemite's Ghost. The ancient legend in Yosemite is about the Awani tribe. The women of the tribe one day were picking out berries at the top of the falls. And suddenly they saw a mist swirl up because Yosemite is like a bunch of waterfalls. Um, So I'm guessing they saw water mist kind of swirl, which I'm trying to picture in my head what that would look like. You know? I feel like I would be freaking out in a way. Almost like a water tornado, kind of. But anyway... They saw a mist swirl up, and one of the women was curious and walked near the mist to touch it. The wind shrieked and knocked her off the top of the falls into the water below. When the chief heard what happened, he blamed an evil spirit. And this evil spirit was a siren named Pohono. This, oh, sorry guys. The chief forbid his people from wandering near the Pohono's home. So a siren is kind of like a mermaid, but not. She isn't the nice version, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like an evil mermaid. Doesn't she like, don't they like to eat men's souls? Something. (laughs) Yeah, that's the legend of that. (laughs) Something weird. (laughs) That's what I like for breakfast every morning. The souls of men. 
And there are many people that have had their lives claimed in Yosemite or go missing. So it is very much warned to watch out for the Pohono. And obviously that is just a legend. Take what you want with a grain of salt, obviously. However, on that topic, um, since we are talking about Yosemite, there are currently three people who are still missing, updated as of August 8th of 2023. And I thought that we should kind of talk about them a little bit just to bring awareness quick. So the first one is a gentleman named Joel Thousman. I think that sounds right. It looks right. I'm trying to pronounce the best I can. (laughs) But it looks like he went missing in 2021. Federal officials say Joel planned a solo hike from Hetch Hetchy on September 6, 2021. Fish in Lake Eleanor area and return on September 9, 2021. However, he may have decided to stay out longer and extended his trip to Cherry Lake or to the north or east, as far as the Grand Canyon of the Tulum River. Joel was likely carrying the kayak packed in a large red red pouch attached to the exterior of his backpack. And he still has not been found since 2021. That's going to be so scary. Mm-hmm. The next individual is named Sandra Johnson Hughes. And she was missing in, she went missing in 2020. Federal officials say Johnson Hughes, or Sandra, is 54 years old, 5 foot, 3 inches tall, 150 pounds, with brown eyes and brown hair. She was last seen on Saturday, July 4th, 2020, near the Ito Pass trailhead. She was camping alone in the Sierra National Forest and crashed her vehicle. She was seen walking away. She refused assistance from other motorists. A sleeping bag matching her recent REI purchase was found a few days later off trail 2.5 miles north of the accident scene and just inside the Yosemite National Park boundary. Her original campsite, with most of her gear, appears to have been abandoned. So it's like she just wanted to disappear. She, She walked off from the crash, but... Never asked anybody for help? Like, I just think that's weird. But never came back to her campsite. So that is that is really strange. And she Sandra has been missing since 2020. That's three years. That's really sad. And our last individual that we are going to talk about is Peter Jackson, who has been missing since 2016. Federal officials say Peter Jackson is believed to have gone on a day hike from his from his campsite at White Wolf Campground and never returned. It is unknown where he left or which direction he headed. He had texted his son on September 17th, 2016, saying he was on his way to Yosemite. 
His vehicle was found at White Wolf Campground, site number 58, and his site was paid for until September 21st, 2016. He is a 74-year-old white male with a slender build, 5 foot 10 inches, 155 pounds, blue eyes, gray hair, and a beard. He is in excellent physical condition with no medical concerns. He has a Royal Blue Outdoors Outdoor Products Day Pack. A description of other gear and clothing is not available at this time. However, his day pack was found in 2019 between Aspen Valley and Smith Peak. But Peter Jackson still has not been found. That's such a long time. Oh my goodness. And I know this is very heavy on the heart for our listeners right now, but since we are talking about Yosemite, I feel like it's almost needed to bring awareness to the people who are currently on the missing list still. So I just, you know, we need to get their names and information out. I've never heard of these people before. No. You know, so... Maybe this is your first time, your second time, your 10th time hearing their names. If you're in the area or if you're having a trip there, just keep an eye out. You know, you never know. You never know what has happened. So it doesn't hurt to keep spreading the word. And I will also share that the Yosemite search and rescue number is... 209-238-7046 if you spot anyone that is in trouble or needs any kind of assistance. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, that's good to know. I mean, I, it's sad to see how someone can just go missing especially like if you're going hiking and whatnot you just fall off the path not meaning to like I feel like that's really easy yeah I mean there's so many things about the wild woods (laughs) that we don't know about um and obviously like wild animals and temperatures especially in the mountains gets cold at night up there (laughs) but I guess it just depends on the year or the time of year but I don't know if people I feel like people who go to those kinds of national parks and are hiking all the time they know what to do yeah they know the, the fact that they go missing is like really eerie um Maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll never get answers, but hopefully we do. Just to bring their families peace. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. All right. We have one more kind of national park mountain area that we're going to be talking about. And this is called the North Cascades. So, a town of Roslyn haunts 
right? I said that yeah. right. Okay, I don't well, know why it just looked weird on the screen. It was like on. <laughs> yes, the there is a town called Roslyn, and I believe that's how you pronounce it. And apparently, this town has a lot of haunts going on. So I just feel like we should explain a little bit about that town, and also just like researching the North Cascades, they look beautiful, beautiful. I almost want to visit, but <laughs> just hearing some of the legends about it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds interesting, but yeah, that's a weird, sorry guys, I guess, I don't know, the name just threw me off. Okay, well, so the historic town of Rosland is located off of I-90 Highway and Katia's Country, Washington. The Brick Saloon was originally built in 1989 and serves a very good human food. Very good know. human food. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, Sorry, guys. It is. We... Obviously, like, we know when it hits past my bedtime. Cause... <laughs> so, it is famous for setting... Um, a TV series called Northern Exposure in the film Runner Stubbles. The Brick Saloon employees and customers said they have encountered the appearances of a little girl and a cowboy who um, like to play the piano in the back room when no one's really around. People think that the reason for these haunts are because of a cemetery that was built in 1886 and this cemetery is not one, but a group of 25 separate cemeteries bordering each other with over 5,000 graves and 24 nationalities represented. That's a thought, lot of people. I thought that was interesting because usually cemeteries are, you know, there's just one. And one here, one there, maybe one here, and then one across the street. But... The fact that they had, this town has 25 separate cemeteries bordering each other is, that's just crazy. I've never heard of anything like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't either, so I was like, I have to, I, I feel like we have to talk about this, because I was like, and apparently, yeah, you can go visit that too. It's called the Rosalind Cemetery. Well, that sounds... <laughs> guess Fun. another thing to put on our bucket list <laughs> oh, I'm so excited Sophie and I are going to go to um, Salem at some point in our lifetimes during Halloween time obviously yeah it has to be during Halloween but we haven't at some point yet. Mm-hmm. one of these years it'll be on our bucket list we'll save up we'll, we'll get there yeah all right. So I have another legend about the North Cascades. And this one is called the Legend of the Mountains. This sounds interesting. When I was reading this, I this is another one kind of like the um, Yosemite one almost. 
Um, so obviously take everything we're saying with a grain of salt because these are legends. But people make up these legends to kind of like tell stories. And I, I like hearing these because, uh, you know, Native Americans use these kinds of stories to kind of tell how things happened. And I think that's beautiful and great. So I love hearing these. What if, okay, what if legends are just, they're truths, but throughout the years they've been twisted because of, like, have you ever played telephone? Yeah, like the truth has gotten just stretched out of. Like an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Okay. I will start my story of the legend of the mountains. So I also apologize for the pronunciation of these names. I will try my hardest. So long ago, Tahi Saghali, the chief of all the gods, traveled down the Columbia River with his two sons in search of a place to stay. The sons, Pato and Wais, had a complex relationship. When they finally came to an area they wanted to live, the sons began to argue, as siblings do. (laughs) Each wanted this beautiful land to live on, and they wanted to live on them For themselves, they did not want to share. To settle this quarrel, the chief shot two arrows from his bow and arrow. And he put one in the north, and he put one in the south. He told the boys that they would have to live in the places where each of the arrows landed. Pateau followed the arrow to the north, and Wais followed the arrow to the south. Tahi wanted his family to be content, so he built a bridge between the north and the south. The bridge became known as the Bridge of the Gods, and for many years, the family used the bridge to meet. You know, sounds nice. But then, both of the sons fell in love with a beautiful woman named Luit. She could not choose between Pato and Weist. So Pato and Weist, the two sons, and I guess their brothers too, went to battle with one another. They threw fire at each other and destroyed the bridge of the gods. When the bridge fell, the earth was ruined. The collapse of the, vri- of the bridge created a crack between the north and the south which is now we know as the Columbian River Gorge. The destruction from this war was so great that the chief was very insulted by his sons and their aggression over this woman. As punishment, he changed all three of the lovers into great mountains. While East became Mount Hood, Pateau became Mount Adams, and the maiden, Louis became Mount St. Helens. I <laughs> I think I've heard this story from my grandfather before. Cuz he he's native, he was native American and you know, he always tells stories 
Mm -hmm. And I was like, the entire time you were telling that, because Sophie kept this story as like a surprise, like just kind of to read it off. And I was like, oh my gosh, at the end, the I can't remember what the father's going to turn him into, but he's going to turn them into something. I even knew, I was like, right away, like the brothers are never going to get along and they get turned into something at the end. That's, that's actually really cool, Lexi. Well, have you ever heard how Weeping Willow became? Maybe. I can little a little dive in quick, and it's just a really short. Um, but basically, these two tribes just weren't getting along, and they went to war. And her husband obviously didn't make it out, so she went by the river and weeped, and just kept weeping. So now she forever weeps where that's like the weeping willow comes in because it always looks so sad, like curled over. Oh, wow. And that's why they call it a weeping willow. Mm-hmm. Because her husband never came back from war. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But I did look up. I did figure it out. I did figure out what Scooby-Doo movie um the yellowstone treasure is after and it is called the treasure of the dew family huh it is scooby-doo it is scooby-doo interesting yeah some fun facts for you guys yeah enjoy well oh another thing i want to add about the Cascade Mountains. So, one thing that I don't even know how to put this um, is more just like the. This is kind of like uh, I don't know if that's real. You know how someone's like, "Oh, vampires live there." You know, but yeah, like Hotel Transylvania. Kind of, kind of like. If someone said like, "Oh, that's that's a that's like vampires are real," or this and that, this is or like Bigfoot kind of stuff, you know. Um, I fell down a rabbit hole of a thread from some Cascade climbers, where they would talk about certain things, oh. and I'm just gonna read off a list here of some stuff where. I'm not a Cascade climber, so I have no idea. But maybe if you are, this is all normal to you. Um, Lost Diamond Mines, Bigfoot, Wolverines, which... Okay. We have to explain Wolverines quick. Okay, so Sophie Sophie texted me this list earlier today and, like, just kind of texted me it out of the blue. Like, we're both at work. And she goes, they have Wolverines, bro. And, like, her thinking, like, the actual movie, like, Wolverine, where he has, like, the things come out I, of his hand. I was thinking, like, some wolf. I was thinking, like, werewolf with big claws mashup. Yeah. So she was thinking some, like, mythological creature, like, Bigfoot looking. And then I sent her a picture. It's just, like, a little off-brand badger. Yeah. I didn't know that existed. They're kind of weird looking. But yeah, look one up. Yeah. So, wolverines. Naturally occurring radioactive radioactive material in the ground near Cascade Pass. 
ancient log cabin remains in the middle of nowhere. Some what do you these, mean? Yeah, some of these I haven't. I didn't have time to research it further. So, and there's so many. There's so many guys. So it's just like I. This episode Ooh. would have been so long if I went in depth with all of this. So maybe we'll just have to do a separate episode just on the unexplained Cascade Mountain stuff because there's so many things. What if the What if the cabin is like from Hansel and Gretel, and there's an old witch in there trying to eat children? You know, I also was thinking about if anyone has seen The Witcher, there's oh, like yeah. a hut, hut, hut. A hut, hut in the middle of the woods, and it's so spooky looking because it just appears. It does. And there's there's like a witch that lives inside, that grants your wishes if you do something for her. But yeah, uh-huh. any anyway, take something away from you, and you have to give her her wishes. Yeah. Anyway, the other things that are found, or people are some legends in the Cascade Mountains, are secret gold mine shafts, strange magnetic field anomalies. Ooh. People have found valuable debris dropped from airplanes. Makes sense. Strange sounds is just one. Because there's sounds that people just can't explain away. Hermits living in the woods near Darrington. Where's that? Uh, I think uh, somewhere in the Cascade Mountains. I'm not too familiar with the mountains itself, so I'm guessing it's a town. Probably. Or a campsite or something. There's also Indian burial burial grounds and hieroglyphics in the alpine that only climbers know about, apparently. But now everyone knows because I just said it. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. Just just so many things. Um, You know, stuff about the... Bigfoot and diamond mines and gold shafts and you know who knows who knows I think that's pretty cool if you are over there a lot or you know go in the Cascade Mountains a lot let us know what all the legends are and if any of them are actually like true and have some like backing to it or if some of them are just like no. And what does everyone think about Bigfoot, honestly? <laughs> real or not real? Yeah, because isn't Bigfoot living in, like, all of the national parks, technically? I think he just likes to travel and say hello. Yeah. And is Bigfoot different than a Sasquatch, or is Bigfoot part of the Sasquatch family? I feel like we're just going down a rabbit hole right now with all these <laughs> questions. Yeah. Well, you listeners think about that. And let Maybe us know we could do said. that in the episode. Talk about Bigfoot. That's true. All right. Well, just to wrap it up here today, we are going to announce our winner for our t-shirt. Woo! Okay, we've never done this before, but we have a live wheel right now, and we have everyone's names. 
So if you have... All right, so we're going to announce who the winner is and spin our wheel. And, correction, we actually have multiple shirts. So we're going to pick two winners because we're feeling really generous. Yes, in this way. And we're also going to figure out sizes when we DM you. So. Yep. Okay, this is live. This is live. Let me see. I'll hold this up to the FaceTime so Lexi can see too. Oh, we can hear it. It's spinning. Oh, it's going fast. Da 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 da. William is our first winner. Yay! Yay. Congratulations, William. Congratulations, William. You are our first winner today for our survived giveaway. All right, now we are going to spin again. For our second winner, let's see who it is. Oh, this is making me nervous. <laughs> Andrew! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Andrew, you are our second winner. We okay. will... We'll DM you on Instagram and let you know that you have won. And thank you so much for entering, everyone. So congratulations to our winners. And another big thank you to everyone who participated and just everyone who entered in our giveaway. This is the first time we did it. We probably will do another one later on. So we'll give you guys another chance to try. But congratulations to our winners, William and Andrew. Yay. Yay. Hopefully you like your new Survive merch. You guys will be the first ones having our merch. Yeah, you can't even buy this yet. Yeah, feel special. Hopefully one day it will be something. (laughs) Hopefully one day we'll have our own because you guys are the first ones that get the t-shirts and we don't even get a (laughs) t-shirt, so. I feel like we should make hats, too. I love hats. Maybe our next giveaway could be a hat. That's true. We'll figure it out. But thank you guys so much for listening to our 40th episode. I know this one was random, but we kind of do that for our milestones now, I think. Just for a little breather, a little break. Yeah, it's perfect. It was a great episode, and we learned about Scooby-Doo. And (laughs) all of the... Exciting things. Mm-hmm. And this has been Survived with Sophie and Lexi. Thank you guys. Tune in next week. Bye. <laughs>